You're listening to an Englishman in the Balkans. Welcome to an Englishman in the Balkans podcast with me, David Pecinovic Bailey. In this podcast, you'll get a unique look at life in Bosnia and Herzegovina through my eyes, the eyes of an immigrant. Each episode, I share my experiences living in this often misunderstood country and introduce you to some of the interesting people I've met along the way. From exploring the rich culture and history to discussing the challenges and joys of immigrating to a new country, this podcast offers a thoughtful and engaging look at life in the Western Balkans. You're listening to the Living in Bosnia and Herzegovina podcast. Welcome to the Living in Bosnia and Herzegovina podcast, where we talk to interesting people and hear stories from this misunderstood, heart-shaped country in Southeast Europe. In this episode, I'm out and about enjoying coffee in the early evening on the outskirts of Banja Luka. Catching up for a coffee on the banks of the River Verbas and talking to Vanya Mišić, an accomplished singer-songwriter from Banja Luka. We'll listen to some of her songs, plus find out more about what the music industry is like in this part of the world, her musical journey, mental health and her future plans. 16th of March and I'm sat right next to the River Verbas, which is this very fast-flowing river that goes from, I think, the centre of Bosnia-Herzegovina and it comes all the way through the country, through canyons, through open plains, to join with the River Sava uh, near Gradishka. And that's where it ends its life. But as an Englishman, I've often thought, I wonder what it would be like to get a narrow boat. You know the ones that we have on canals and on the River Thames? And if I could take a narrow boat from Banja Luka, join the River Sava, then go into the Danube, then go into the canal that joins the Danube and the Rhine, go all the way to Amsterdam, go across the North Sea, into the Thames Estuary, and sail into London. Theoretically, you can do it. Practically, I think it's a different matter. But it's a chilly 16th of March. This part of Banja Luka is, I think somebody told me once, this is the, the original settlement of uh, Banja Luka. Lots of old-style houses, specifically the four panelled roofs of the old-fashioned Turkish style. And there's at least three mosques that I can see. And I know that there are Orthodox churches around as well. So I'm sat here with the therapeutic sound of the River Verbas. You can hear it. But I haven't just come here for my own mental health. I've come to speak to an, an exceedingly interesting person. And that person's name is Vanya Mišić. And she's a singer and a songwriter. And a few other things as well, which we're going to find out about. So for this edition of the podcast, sit back because you're going to get some music as well, which we don't normally put into the podcast. So if you want to pause it now, I suggest you do. Go away, get yourself a coffee or a tea and then come back, sit down, put your feet up and get some exceedingly interesting information from Vanya. First of all, thank you so much for giving your time. And secondly, thank you even more for sitting outside and freezing with me. Thank you for inviting me. It's really a pleasure to talk with you. Now, we'll start off with, with the hard questions and then we'll get easier. No, we'll get harder. First of all... Who are you? Who, yeah. <laughs> You're going to find out that she's a journalist as well. That's why she said it. Who is Vanya Mišić? It's a really hard question, but... Um, I love to think about myself like some normal girl from a really beautiful city and um, I do what I like and uh, I think uh, that's the best way to live a life. So 
that's what I do. I'm a dog lover, I'm a musician, I do public relation thing for a festival. It's called OK Fest, it's on Tientište, so that's what I do. If people follow you on Instagram or anywhere else in, in social, you are always on the go. You're always doing something else, either with your dog or yes. you're visiting very interesting places. It looks like you love hiking and going out inside in the countryside. But I think you're very well known, at least in this area, for your involvement with the music industry. And I do remember back in, I think it is, you'll put me right, 2011-2012, I bumped into Vanya the Frog and I thought, what is that for a name for something that's local? And the music actually captivated me. How did your name come into the name of that group? That was a really weird thing, like uh, we named the band Vanya the Frog because we didn't know at the time how should we name it and I had a nickname on a Facebook, I called myself Jabba Hermafrodit, which means uh, a, a frog, yeah? And uh, so we talked about that, so what should we call that, blah blah blah, so we decided we will go with Vanya the Frog because no one else calls <laughs> calls th- themselves like that. So, yeah, I'm not okay with that name now, 10 years later, but I don't know. I was young and I was ready to go all in in the music industry, so that's how it came. Why did you choose to dive into an industry that is so... Well, it is. It's, it must be one of the most competitive industries in the world. It wasn't a choice because I do it like whole life. I didn't have a choice. I just had to do it because my whole human being sings. However, that sounds, but I always knew I will sing. And no matter if I sing while I'm showering or while I'm driving or when I'm walking my dog, I always sing. And that's the, the most beautiful thing in my life. And I really cannot live without music because that is really who I am and uh, all these things I do like those public relations or when I'm being journalist that's not the thing like music is because that's who I am really. But I know I've seen you working as a journalist in fact you interviewed me not so long ago and you always like whenever I've seen you whether it's on a photograph on TV or even passing by in the city I've never seen you miserable you always seem to have this really explosive happy expression is that really you yes that's really who i am i don't know how to act different i, I had some really tough time i can uh, call it like that and uh, that's when i started to write songs but i cannot fake happiness because when i work i'm trying to do my best and i know if, if i'm having a bad day uh, that's not your fault or that's not a fault of someone I am interviewing. Being polite, it's not a big deal, but maybe today it is. So that's why you maybe see me as that. I'm just sincere and that's why I am. How did you get involved with it then? What drove you to say, this is what I'm going to do? I had a concert in front of my apartment where we live. I was like four or five and I sang like... I didn't even know how to speak correctly, but I sang. So, like I said, that wasn't a choice. Uh, I had luck to to have a supportive parents and family in generally so they gave me wings to fly into that and that's the most beautiful part they just let me to be who I am because every time they didn't let me to be who I am like when when I was a teenager you know 
What else cannot come in mind to one t- teenager? There are really a lot of things. So I had those two, but music drove me through those hard times or puberty or those crazy things we all been going through. So, like I said, there wasn't a choice. That just was my way. Sacrifice is a word that a lot of people who become very successful at something always say there was a sacrifice. I had to give up this or I had to go without that. For you, what were your sacrifices to get to the stage where you are now? My mental health. (laughs) I think that's the right answer. When I started to sing like professionally, there was like 10 or um, 11 years ago, people were commenting. And when you are public person, public figure, everyone has a right to speak about you or uh, give some comments and people really can be mean. And at the beginning I was like, why anyone would hate me? What did I do to you? you? You know, and it was really, really hard time for me to understand that people will be commenting, like drinking coffee and think, oh, look at Vanya, she's so, I don't know what. I was really hurt by hearing that, and it took a lot of time to understand that people will talk, and I just need to focus on uh, things that I do and that I really need to believe in myself because those were really hard time so I think that has to that has a big connection with the thing I said with my mental health that was not good for me emotion plays a great part in writing whether that's like authoring a book writing a script for a film or in your case uh, writing lyrics from a song has emotion been the main player or do you have another source of stimulation if I can use that word for when you write songs Emotions, that's the main thing. I was going through a really, I had a really tough year. Like, I had a problems of, with the job. There were, I don't know, love problems, uh, friends. I had a problems with any kind of relations in my life, actually. And I had a need to put those emotions anywhere because I thought I would gone completely crazy, <laughs> to be honest with you. So that's when I wrote Prastima. I was really shy at the moment and I think I'm still shy, but I was shy to show someone who plays with me what I wrote because the self-criticism is a really big part of me and it's not always constructive. I remember that time I had a rehearsal with a band I played with then at the time and I was like pretty shy and I was said to them, so can you listen? What I wrote last night, because Pristima came totally naturally, it just came out for me. I didn't do any edits or or anything about the lyrics or the music or the uh, melody of the song. And they were like, that's really good. So that really encouraged me to write, to finish the song first. And that's how the thing started with with my work.
že u prsty mám Pýtaš se Kad tě kraj Dali znáš se Riečima Dali znáš da Preplivaš kada noć te natjera Da se sjetiš mirisa Nekog ko je listening to the Living in Bosnia and Herzegovina podcast. When you released Perstima, what did the people around you say? And especially were those people that were hating on you? Yes. Did they change their view? Were they shocked? Yes, they were really shocked and I was shocked because I didn't expect how big that song will be. When I say a big song, that means that's really who I am and there isn't anything fake or any fake emotion or sentence even the sentence in that song that's who I am a hundred percent and that people can feel I always talk about that how Prastima that's a son who even the I don't know child who is seven years old and the granny in the bus who has I don't know 77 years because I think every person had a period in their life when they felt like that like they need someone or something who will save them till the morning so that's what Prstima is about something appears and saves you from your pain or or everything that gone wrong in your life and that's why Prstima is so big I grew up in the age of the Beatles it shows you how old I am and at the time you know people 
me included, you know, used to sing along to the lyrics. You didn't pay any attention to what you were really singing. The, the melodies were really cool, and it was a revolution in musical sound as well. And it wasn't until many years later that people started to analyze the lyrics that the Beatles had written. And there's not one song that they wrote that didn't have a personal connection and normally a pretty negative connection. For example, Hey Jude is about John Lennon's son and all the issues. When you look at the songs that you've written now, is there that pattern for lyrics with you as well? A pattern, I don't know if pattern is my raw emotions, then yeah. I wrote the other songs. Uh, I had a really tough panic attack, like I was in hospital and it was a really breakthrough in, in my life because I locked myself in, in, a, in a house like for two or three months. And I didn't work at the time, I didn't have a gigs. I, I was just all by myself in my apartment and all I did was playing the piano and drinking tea because I stopped like drinking coffee because it makes me anxious and I didn't even smoke cigars because I don't know I, I, I had a feeling that I will die if I smoke a cigar it's it's a really tough period and uh, anyone who experienced any kind of mental health problems understands me and I'm really sorry if anyone understands about what I'm talking about but at that time I wrote uh, three songs I wrote and and that process when you write a song it's really healing it healed me I had that feeling so no matter if those songs didn't became so big like Prestima I mean they didn't became so popular but I love those songs they are mine and they are nobody else's so I love them and I, I am really proud of everything I wrote Having heard what you just said, I've got to go back to check out the videos, the official music videos that go with all four of the, the pieces of music that you've mentioned, because some of them, I can see it now, do relate to what you're saying. And I think for foreigners, for non-Serbian, Croatian, Bosnian speakers, they most probably wouldn't even recognize it. You know, when you've filmed, I, I believe, on top of the National Theatre, and there's, there's a whole story going on there, right to the chaos of throwing paint around at the end was that the director's art artistic input for that music video or did you, what i know now about you i would say or was that you telling him what you wanted to see yes uh, the fun part is all the music videos are like family's product because my sister husband worked with us we all worked on on uh, those videos and he was uh, and he is uh, the uh, director of all uh, those videos and so he knows me pretty well and uh, he knows what i want to see at the end of that product so I really enjoyed recording those videos and every person on that set was happy to work with me and I think you can feel that when you see those videos and that's the thing when I, um, I don't know, I don't want to work with people who make some bad emotions on the set because I think of myself like an empath and like an artist and I can't handle stress or I don't know, well someone is yelling or or that's not the music that's every day's life when you drive from home to work people are yelling all day they are mad they are stressed they are sad and that's where stress comes from or, or yelling so I think 
those videos are product of that nice and calm emotions and I can see people can see that. You're very diverse as well because you perform with electric, acoustic and even classical scenarios. I saw a photograph of you recently with a, a classical ensemble in the Bansky Dvor, which is the main, I won't say concert room, but it is the main venue in Banyaluka with, the, I think, the best acoustics yes. that there is. How difficult it is, is it for you to change genre, if I can use that? It's not, actually. I always sing the same, no matter if it's in my home or I'm on some party with my friends or we are on the Vrbas or Una or, I don't know, if I'm in Banski Dvor or, I don't know, gig. Because no matter where I am, I mean, also Sanya, who plays piano with me, that's really, really special connection. She's like a second mother to me because they are basically the same age, but our connection is really something special. And when we do the gigs like some promotions or, I don't know, someone is having dinner and we are playing for that, it's like I'm having concert. If people don't give us any kind of reaction, it doesn't matter. We make a wall around us and we play the music the best we can. And that's what we always do. I've noticed as well that whenever you play, you've never had an empty hall to build that wall with. Very Pink Floyd there, by the way. <laughs> it must make you feel tremendously happy just to see people sat in front who have deliberately given up their time, effort and money to come and see you. That's a really great, great thing. And I don't see myself as someone who is like, I don't know, a big deal or like a star and... People wanted to do, to make that of me, and that's not who I am. I was uh, in a music competition, X Factor, that's uh, what Britons, I don't, they invented it. So there were first season here, it was in, in Belgrade. I was there for six months in Belgrade and I sang in a, a girl band and that's not what I wanted. I wanted to compete like solo artists. They were like, you will be in a girl band or you will not be. <laughs> so I decided to go with it and um, it's a really uh, good experience because when uh, you just became a star, people see you on uh, t television for three minutes and your Instagram followers just growing and growing and growing and, and suddenly people know who are you and I remember by that time there were children coming to my house and they were like asking for me where is Vanya, where is Vanya and they were crying when they see me I was really shocked because that is happening in Banja Luka and I was a singer and before that X Factor here in Banja Luka but they didn't know me, I mean I understand because children doesn't go to gigs and to cafes where I play but it was a really surprise for me but in the music industry there are a lot of people who don't think good for you and I'm so happy I've been gone through that and so I can see clearly now what is good and what is bad and who thinks good for you and who doesn't and they were like uh, giving us advices you don't have to answer to the fans because that will make you more popular or I don't know you're untouchable you know and I just couldn't understand that concept even now 
even though I understand, so you are a diva and no one can touch you or, or see you or being in touch with you. But like I said at the beginning, I'm a normal girl and I've been always that and I will always be. I'm doing hiking and walking my dog and I'm, I'm going to places. I wasn't that person two years ago. I was in a really bad place when I think of my mental health and physical health and everything and something happened. And one of the things that happened is my dog. I, I adopted him and he changed my life because I need to walk him and I see other people I walk. That really makes me happy now. When I do not have a time to go for a long walk, I'm, I'm not okay with myself. So I need to walk. I need to see people. Not too many people. I'm pretty introvert and I think that people can feel that like I can talk with you but a really small group of people knows knows me really who I am and I can open to them because they know me and I can feel that I can trust them
for listening to our podcast. If you would like to support us and the production of future episodes, then please consider maybe buying us a coffee. The link to do that is in the show notes for this podcast. Vanya, you know, the comments that you're making about going to Belgrade and all the different, most probably negative responses that you are getting, when you look at the music industry back in your own country, back in your own entity of the country and even back into your home city. I think sometimes reality, we never get to hear reality anymore. We always get the, the polish and the happiness. But what do you actually feel about the music industry where you live now? Is it good? Is it bad? Healthy? Unhealthy? I think music industry here doesn't exist at all. So it's it's none of those things. It's just no. a, it's a non-starter. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, there are a lot of really talented people who, who loves to play sincerely and who given the best of, of their selves and everything but like me they are doing other jobs to live to pay the bills to pay the food to do everything I cannot live here for music and my main goal in life is to live and only play music so that's a part where the system is broken I don't want to complain a lot about because I do not like to complain generally in life because it's exhausting for me so I do what I what I can do and that's how life goes I think artists need support like when we have some gig or the concert I do everything I do my makeup I go to to the store to buy myself some clothes I call the journalists to to come to to my concert I don't know I drive Maybe not me, but Sanya drives. People here do everything, and they cannot focus on creative part of music. I think that's maybe the main reason, besides my mental health and, and all that creative process that stopped at one moment. That's a big problem for, for us, because we cannot just be music, musicians. Yeah, I noticed that as well. It's all about faculty. You have to go and study, study and get some job that most probably you don't ever want to do, never were interested in. And there isn't the support infrastructure, the support ecosystem to encourage artists. I mean, it does take a lot of time to write a song. It does take a lot of time to rehearse. And that time is not earning money. Yes. So there is that struggle. Do you think it's ever going to change here? Yeah, I think it will. I, I don't know if I'm being alive by, <laughs> by that time, but... I think it, it will change. I'm really impressed by people who live in a similar situation like I'm living. Like They will just quit their jobs and just I will just do my music. So what happens, happens. I am still in my comfort zone. And if comfort zone is have a job from 8 to 4, I'm in that. <laughs> but I'm trying to have a time for music. And I have those gigs and... Um, I don't know, I, I make money from that too, I, I don't do it for free. Sometimes I do, but it's a long way. You said earlier, people started to know who you were. Children used to come to your building asking, where's Vanya, where's Vanya, and she's not there, so they're crying. What would you say, and we don't know this, or maybe you do, but I certainly don't, what would you say if you found out that one of those children followed in your footsteps and was singing now? I would be really happy. I mean... To be a role model, model to, to a child is a really big deal. That's a great responsibility. I want to be a, a good person and, and that's what life needs to be, no matter how old are you. So if even one child is like, I want to be Vanya when I grow up, I'm really proud of that. But 
I would recommend them to be themselves. And I know it's hard today because we have a lot of idols and uh, role models and I want to be like you, I want to drive your car or live your life. But no matter how hard your life is, it's no one else's life, it's yours. So live it the best you can. One of the things that is quite amazing at the moment is the lights have come on. We're really now getting into dusk here by the River Verbas and the white water small and low level though it is is now really glistening in the light which looks very romantic there's always a future tomorrow is a future in the world it's always there's always a brighter future which we know is not always the case now you may wish to answer this you may say "Ah, i can't say anything at the moment but what is next in the life for vanya mishich i would like to record a video for the song i wrote it's called dok ljubishme and I would like to finish that first because I, I'm making promises to people. So I will release it, I will release it next month or next, next month. Or, and uh, there is a lot of pressure on me because of that. But the main thing I want to do is to start writing again. And I think I'm, I'm on a good way to do that because last week I, I bought myself a little piano, like carry-on piano, it's, it's called like that. And... I can bring that little piano everywhere, on Banbrdo or when I go to vacation or everywhere. So I started to play piano after long years of not playing piano and a lot of ideas came to my mind when I just started to playing. So I hope I will write a song. That's, that's the main goal. And stay healthy. You're listening to the Living in Bosnia and Herzegovina podcast. That's Vanya Mišić, a singer-songwriter with a massive passion for music. To find out more about Vanya, please do check out the show notes that accompany this podcast. Thanks again for listening. Do leave a review and share with friends or anyone who you think might be interested. Until next time then, please do stay safe wherever you are.
So, that's it for this episode. Our podcast is available on all major podcast platforms. And if you like this podcast, then please do leave us a review or send us an email. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you would like to support us and the production of future episodes, then please consider maybe giving us a tip or becoming a member of our podcast family. The link to do that is in the show notes for this podcast. Thanks again for listening. We really do appreciate it. To find out more about us and where we live, why not check out our blog at anenglishmaninthebalkans.com.